Heartbreaker. Dreammaker. Love Taker. Did you miss the wrong with Chuck? Welcome back to the show. This is the Chuck Series Companion, and I am your host, the Jstrom. Welcome to the show. This week we'll be talking about season one, episode nine, Chuck versus the Imported Hard Salami. Yes, this is a very good episode. As I rewatched it before recording this very podcast, I was like, damn, this is a good episode. So I'm really excited to get into this. It's uh, really cool uh, getting into the overall story arc that happens in season one. But before we do that, I wanted to remind everyone that the Chuck original soundtrack by Tim Jones comes out this Tuesday, April 7th, 2015. Now, I actually want this podcast to be timeless, so um, say like a year from now, if somebody happens to be listening to this, yes, there's a Chuck soundtrack where you can listen to all the great music, even some great Jeffster performances. Uh, Check it out on Amazon. I am really excited about it. I can't wait to have it to listen to, to have it on my phone, listen to it on earbuds as I'm going grocery shopping, etc. (laughs) Wherever you go to listen to music, it's going to be fun. Also, I'd like to remind everyone that they could review the show on iTunes for me. Just go to chuckpodcast.blogspot.com. There you will find a link to the right under links for iTunes. So if you click on that iTunes link, it'll take you to uh, the Chuck Series Companion page on iTunes. And there's where you can rate the show and you can leave a review, which would be very awesome and uh, a great way for you to support the show. What I'm hoping is it gets it some attention on the iTunes page. I would like to thank J Money Dog for his recent review on the iTunes page. I love it. It's great, and I hope that you guys will support the show that way. Also, check out chuckpodcast.blogspot.com for all my blog write-ups of each episode as I do them. But you can also leave feedback. Go to nimpodcast at gmail.com to send an email, or you could send a voicemail to that very place, or call and leave a voicemail at 1-206-309-4729, and I'll play it here on the show. Thank you very much for all that, and thank you very much for listening. Now, before we get into this week's episode of Chuck, I want to play a voicemail from one of our listeners named Adam Sexton. Let's check it out. Hello, Jaystrom. Adam Sexton here, finally sending a voicemail for the Chuck series companion. I'm not sure why it took me so long. Maybe because I've discussed the series with you on Facebook or text or sent you voicemails for your other podcast. But you've been doing such a good job with this podcast that I think a voicemail is in order and it's also the least I can do. As you already know... um, Uh, via your other podcast or through our discussions on Facebook 
that I finished the series a week ago. So uh, from this point, I'll tread carefully and avoid spoilers. I remember reading your blog post uh, that you made about your love for the show last year and uh, how your enthusiasm for it was so great. I had completely overlooked Chuck during its five-season run and never thought to give it a look after it was over. After rereading your post, uh, I had to start watching it on Netflix. And over the past, say, three or four months, Chuck felt like comfort food. Um, One of the most impressive aspects of the show was this... Just this amazing balance of comedy and action and drama. And and it made me think about Alias, which was another spy show that had elements that were fantastical. And while it wasn't completely devoid of humor, it kept focused on the drama. On the drama, sorry. So uh, when the show lost focus in the third season and there was this shift to the more uh, goofy or the more supernatural... Uh, if not downright implausible, to this, you know, we're just making it up as we go along motions of the last two seasons, it felt like such a letdown. Chuck, from the very start, from the ver- from the pilot, knew what it was and what it wasn't, and it started with that balance and that focus, and it never fell off course. And it's very remarkable when you think about it, and I love the way that the series snuck in these themes of the strength of the family and of the unit and of friends and allies while it was giving you all this spy tech stuff and it was giving you this great little uh, relationship, kind of romance, kind of this unusual take on it uh, anyway. And as this world expanded and more info crept up about the Intersect and all the characters, it, it never felt once like it was cheating or that something fell out of place. Everything fit beautifully, and as the fifth season drew to a close, and things started to get very real and dangerous for these characters, I was struck by how moved I was by the heroics, and by the compassion, and by the anger, and yes, by the humor. Uh, If you have listeners that are just now getting into the show, I think they're in for a ride, and one that's very fun, but also unexpectedly moving. So I've said it many times before, but I'll say it again. Thank you for bringing this show to my attention. As for certain things that you've already covered on past episodes, I'll touch on a few things. In the pilot, there is a moment where Chuck makes that little whimper sound that, as you pointed out, Jason is very similar to the sound that the character in the title sequence makes as it detaches its head to avoid the incoming ninja stars. I never caught that. I, I, didn't, I don't even remember that happening, but that, that was so cool that you pointed it out. Second thing is in the Chuck versus the Sizzling Shrimp episode, there's a moment where Chuck and Sarah and Morgan are out to get some Chinese food, and then as Morgan tells the other two, they're planning to watch Enter the Dragon afterwards. And I love that moment where Chuck and Morgan start doing their little pseudo-kung-fu moves while speaking like they're badly dub actors in a kung-fu flick, which is odd that they're talking about Into the Dragon, which, as I recall, didn't have that much dubbing, and when it did, it was actually pretty well done. But anyway, what makes 
me smile the most about that moment is not what Chuck and Morgan is doing, but what's but what how Sarah's reacting to it. She's got like this big grin on her face, and she's watching these two goof off. I mean, and you can tell that she's very charmed by these nerds, even though she's working undercover. The final thing was brought up on your recap of uh, Chuck versus the Truth. And it's one of the biggest laughs that the show has ever given me. And I'm so glad that you brought it up. I mean, how could you not? It's hysterical. Uh, it's near the end when Payne, the uh, Kevin Wiseman character, is having their little his little showdown with Chuck and uh, Casey and Sarah. And he starts doing these multiple backflips to get away. And Sarah just pulls out her gun and just shoots him. And it, it's it's the greatest thing ever. It's like that famous scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark where Indy's up against the swordsman in the market and he just does what any smart person was. Just take the gun and just shoot the bastard. Same principle, and yet Payne is such a pathetic loser and he also put Ellie's life in danger, which really made it that much sweeter. And I had to pause that the first time I saw it after that scene was over because I was just laughing so hard and... uh I just love that moment, and I'm glad you pointed it out. So uh, good on catching that. Uh, anyway, I've rambled enough. I'm still, once again, I'm glad that you're doing the show, and it means that I can revisit the show in an unusual way and have the memories flood back in. So keep up the good work, buddy. Your aces. Thank you so much, Adam. That's an awesome voicemail, and... That's what uh, this show is all about. It's sharing Chuck with other people. It's so cool when you recommend a show and people like it and they dig it and they keep watching it. And it's awesome. So thank you so much for that, Adam. And it's great when you find somebody who's enthusiastic about the show and you can talk to them about it also. Now, let's get into Chuck versus the Imported Hard Salami. This episode was written by two people, Scott Rosenbaum who uh, I talked about on the Chuck versus the Sizzling Shrimp episode. He wrote that. He is co-writing this episode, and he's a producer on Chuck, so he stays with the show for quite a while until he left in 2009 to do the show V. Also, the show was written by Matt Miller. Do you guys remember me talking about that guy? Matt Miller wrote 10 episodes of Chuck, and he previously wrote Chuck versus the Tango. And he was also a producer on the show. So those guys are two really good Chuck veterans, and they write some great episodes in these early seasons. This episode was also directed by another Chuck vet. I mean, it's, it's funny to say that we're only nine episodes into season one, and we have another Chuck vet directing Jason Ensler. If you will remember, Jason Ensler directed Chuck vs. the Tango. After this, he directs one more Chuck episode, Chuck vs. the First Date. But he's a Chuck vet, and he's directed stuff like Psych and uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Heart of Dixie, and one of my favorite shows starring Andy Richter, Andy Barker P.I., the short-lived NBC detective show, which I loved. It was ridiculous. But So that's Jason Ensler as director, Scott Rosenbaum and Matt Miller as writers. So the reason I kind of bring this up, and then you're like, why does he list these credits every week because as i've rewatched these episodes in the past the names that come by 
seem familiar and you will notice as you watch it like oh my god that was like my favorite chuck episode of all time if you just notice like who wrote that you realize the next time they write another episode oh my god you love that too and you realize you're fans of these writers works or these directors works and in fact now that chuck has ended sadly you could follow those writers on to what they're doing now or directors, etc. So it's kind of fun. Like as I've said before, Matt Miller, he is now working on uh, Forever on ABC. All right, guys, let's get into Chuck versus the Imported Hard Salami, which is a very silly title, uh, but we will know why it's called that as we watch the episode. So let's get into it. Hi, I'm Chuck, and here's what's been going on in my life lately. So the episode begins in Helsinki, Finland. There are armed guards loading a shipping container onto a boat. We see them kind of slam it down, and this guy gets all nervous, like, hey, in a foreign language, you know, hey, that thing is live! And we see the nuclear symbol on it, so this is some dangerous stuff they're loading on here. Hey! Putusira! Yeah, whatever that guy said. And what we see inside the container is a clock, and it's counting down. Holy crap, it's a time bomb. Then we cut to the Buy More, and we get a great example on why Morgan is a horrible employee. He's counting down on his watch the same way the bomb was counting down, but he's counting down to his break time, and this poor lady is going to get no help from him. Excuse me, can I please get some help? Four, three, two, one, bingo. I'm sorry, I'm on a break. So Morgan approaches Chuck and he wants to go on a break with him. And he's making plans. Let's play some Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. Let's get some surf and turf. But Chuck can't. He has plans. Great news, pal. I am free this evening for a meal. Thinking about a little surf and turf, right? Half meatball, half tuna sub. Then... Boom! Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Uh, Me and you. Sniper. On my back. Watching me. Oscar Delta. I would love to, but I, I have plans tonight. No sweat it. Me too. Slammed. What are you and the lady doing? Uh, actually, the lady and I are no mas. It's over. So Chuck has revealed to Morgan that uh, him and the lady are no mas. <laughs> and of course, Morgan, why wouldn't he? He assumes that Chuck got dumped. For all he knows, Chuck and Sarah were a real boyfriend and girlfriend. But we know that's not the case. But Chuck takes the time to point out that, no, 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 he was the one that did the dumping. Damn it. Women could be so cruel. You know, as a matter of fact, I'm the one who did the breaking up. She just wasn't the right girl for me. Right girl? Are you out of your mind, dude? She's the hottest piece we are ever going to get. I like how uh, Morgan says, we are ever going to get. Listen, I didn't really see a future for Sarah and I, ultimately, and so I didn't want to waste any more time. And cut to Sarah entering the Buy More, and it looks like she really needs to talk to Chuck. Beg for her back, Charles. And nosy as ever, Jeff and Lester, they approach Morgan and they're like, hey, what's going on over there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's going on in there? Uh, just a little thing I call Operation Devastation. Explain. Okay. My boy is about to dump the wiener chick. What? what? Don't lie. No way. Liar. Oh God, I'm not lying. All right, relax. She wasn't the right girl. What? Yeah. 
right girl. What does that mean? <laughs> I love it. He's like, what does that mean? The right girl? A girl is a girl. What is he talking about? Now cut to the home theater room, which we all know is the designated meeting room for all CIA, NSA business, intersect talk, etc. Sarah wants to tell Chuck that uh, this whole breaking up thing is really not good for their cover. She's not so sure about it. But Chuck stands firm. He is not happy with this. He's going to go through it. She's going to have to get over it because they're broken up. He has to have a real life. He has to have a real girlfriend, etc. I mean, come on. When she told him, no, nothing would ever happen between them, it stings. And you know it stung him. And luckily, he did have Valu there, who he knew was interested in. He went right to her. That doesn't mean Chuck has no feelings for Sarah. It just means that now he knows the truth. He's started to fool himself that him and Sarah maybe one day would, something would happen between them. That there was something, some kind of feeling between them. But he's like, okay, now I know it's not real. Um, Pull my head on my ass and uh, we're going to do this. We're breaking up. Look, Chuck. I've been thinking about our breakup, and I'm not so sure it's the best idea. Miss me already, huh? Well, just, you know, for the cover, it makes things easier. Well, then I guess your job's going to be a little bit harder. Look, I'm sorry if you thought there was something between us. It's very common in these situations to perceive a connection that isn't there. Of course. I get it. It's the old story, you know. Guy gets supercomputer in his brain, beautiful CIA agent is sent to protect him, and then she tells him while under the spell of truth serum that she's not interested. I get it. But for me, the emotional roller coaster is a little much, so I think I'd rather find something a little less common, like, say, I don't know, a, uh, a real relationship. And I love this when Sarah is like, okay, that's what you want, and she turns on the waterworks, and I love it. Chuck has no idea what she's doing. It's just amazing how she works herself into tears, and it's so convincing. Chuck is just like, he doesn't know what's going on. Are you okay? (laughs) Okay, Chuck. Well, if that's what you want, then I'm going to have to sell it. You okay? Sarah? And I love uh, Jeff and Lester are like, dude, heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. Dream maker. Love taker. Did you miss the wrong with Chuck? Check this out. Hey, buddy. Heard about what happened. Are you are you okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine, Lester. Thanks for asking. Yeah, no problem. Now that you're done with her, you mind if I take a crack at her? Hey, swing away, champ. You bet, brother. I love Lester's faux concern for Chuck, and then he's like, do you mind if I ask her out? <laughs> Where you going? Don't run from me, all right? We need to talk about our emotions and, and all that crap. I'm sorry, buddy. You're going to have to weep without me. I got a date. What? Get out of here already? Good for you, hotshot. With who? Is this someone I met? Make sandwiches? Deli owner? Okay, hold on a second. A pro? Now, when he says a pro, he means a professional sandwich maker, right? <laughs> 16, let's go. Yeah, right here. Who ordered the Capricola? Right So that was Lou in her sandwich shop. Chuck's going to visit her. Now cut to General Beckman talking to Sarah and Casey. And she does not like the idea of this breakup at all. And she wants to know what the heck happened. I don't like the idea of this breakup at all. What the hell happened? She got dumped. 
We decided that it would be best for Chuck to date a civilian. It will help secure his cover in the event that someone IDs me. Yeah, because you get dumped. Let me get this straight. Some woman comes in off the street and starts dating the asset. And this doesn't strike either of you as suspicious. It's not completely unfeasible. He is a reasonably charming guy. I've heard enough. I want to know everything there is to know about this woman before she gets too close. I love how Casey's not sensitive about it at all. She got dumped. (laughs) But now it's their job to find more about this Lou person. Now cut to Chuck and Lou in the Nerd Herder vehicle, the Nerd Herder mobile, whatever you want to call it. And uh, they're they're macking down, uh, for lack of a better term. And here we have a song by Meredith Bragg called My Absent Wealth. Wow, it's uh, it's been a while since I've done that. <laughs> Me too. I think I tweaked my neck. Well, it uh, it wouldn't be an official Chuck Bartowski date if the woman didn't leave injured in some way. Oh. I don't usually do this on first dates, but do you want to come inside? Yeah. I'm about to make you a very happy man. Now, here's a funny audio joke where uh, it sounds like Lou is going to uh, invite Chuck inside, and Chuck's going to get lucky in a different way. Uh, oh, my God. You're so good. That is so amazing. Wow. Did you really like it? Oh. Oh, like it. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I I love it. It turns out Chuck is eating a sandwich Lou made for him. Oh, you guys, get your minds out of the gutter. Lou is so happy Chuck likes it, but then, oh no, he flashes on something that's on her bulletin board. What's wrong? You don't like it? It's the chopped liver, isn't it? Huh? What? what? No, no, I... No, it's amazing. It's amazing. You're... You're amazing. What is, um... What is... What is that? What? The invite thing? Oh. Nothing. Some invitation for a party at a club, Aries. Who's Stavros Dimitrios? My ex. He owns the place. Why do you know him? No, not really, no. Good. You don't want to. He thought I was dating some guy and he trashed his car. Threatened to kill him. Believe me, the last thing you want is that lunatic swimming around in your head. (laughs) Okay, so Chuck has flashed on Stavros Dimitrios, former boyfriend of Lou. Let's see what General Beckman has to say about all this. Stavros Dimitrios, a handsome playboy, owns and operates a number of L.A. clubs. I don't think he's that handsome. He's the son of Yara Demetrius, the shipping magnet. What do you mean by Playboy? What kind of intel do we have on that? What we have is information that a volatile package is coming to Los Angeles. The cargo itself is time-sensitive, which knowing the Demetrius family ties to the Middle East could mean a weapon. 
Chuck, we need you to get as close to Stavros as possible and see if you flash on anything related to the shipment. What? What? You want me to get close to my girlfriend's ex? How do you want me to do that? Plus, I don't want to get her involved in all this. Well, why don't you and your girlfriend hit Club Aries tonight? I hear it's supposed to be all the rage. Where exactly would have Casey heard that from? <laughs> now let's cut back to the buy more. Lester is breathing into Jeff's mouth, wondering how his breath is, because today's the day where he's going to ask Sarah out on a date. <laughs> How's my breath? Like the ocean. I like Captain. I love how Jeff says that uh, Lester's breath smells like the ocean. Is that a good thing? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Everybody in this place is scoring. Chuck's on to his second lady. What do we got? Nothing. I love here where Jeff reveals that uh, he's going to... How does he phrase it? Tag Anna, and Anna's sitting right there. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I intend to make the most out of the seeds I've been planting. What are you talking about? I'm going to tag Anna. Are you kidding? You make me sick. I'd rather get with Morgan. I love how Morgan's eyebrows raise, huh? Now, let's cut to the Wienerlicious, and Lester is visiting Sarah as she's busy at work, and... Uh, this is kind of a, an unusual scene where we know that Sarah, being an undercover agent, can play many different roles that she slips into for her cover. Here, she realizes that what we all know immediately when we meet Lester is that he's a scumbag. <laughs> he's a jerk. He's a slime ball, etc. But he's also all talk. And it's funny how Sarah uses the way he's being very forward against him, and it totally scares him off. You know what's also funny? In the Wienerlicious, there's a $5 Matt Miller special on the wall, whatever that is. Because we already know he's a writer of this episode. It's just kind of funny. Hey, Larry, what can I get for you? Lester. I love how she doesn't even know his name's Lester. <laughs> I want to say I was sorry to hear about you and Chuck. And if you needed someone to talk to, I'm here for you. That's very sweet. Thank you. Want to catch a movie? Grab a bite. You're asking me out a day after I broke up with your friend. <laughs> All's fair in love and war, Sarah. What you seem like to me. Mm. A man who knows what he wants. Sure, you know, we could go through all the motions coffee, movie, dinner, or we could just skip all of that nonsense and I could just devour you right here. This should hold us. It's, it's an interesting uh, thought. Let me think about that proposition. I, oh, oops, your feet seem to have slipped on. Is that Jeff uh, calling me? I, I will be right there, Jeff. I'm just going to. What about that movie? I love how he fakes hearing Jeff and he has to run away like a frightened little boy. And then Sarah sees Lou. And this is kind of out of character for Sarah in a way. I don't think she'd ever admit it to herself, or at least not until later, but she's like very jealous of what's going on between Chuck and Lou, and, and she feels the need to confront Lou about Chuck. Hey, Lou! Hi. 
Nice to see you again. You know, he's a great guy. Yeah, um, I've had the same opinion so far, too. It's not an opinion, it's a fact. Don't hurt him. Okay. Wasn't planning on it. Thanks for the heads up, though. Then Lou heads to the Buy More, and she runs into Morgan. Excuse me. Hi, do you know where I can find Chuck? Ah, the sandwich maker. I have heard so much about you. Thank you. <laughs> and I must be... The guy who works at the Buy More? Close. Morgan Grimes, Chuck's best friend, soulmate. He hasn't mentioned me. Sorry. Probably means he doesn't think you're going to be sticking around for a while. <laughs> hey. There you are. I'm glad you two finally met. Yeah. Hmm. I brought you some lunch. Oh, thank you. Mmm. I smell salami. Black olive top knot. Okay. This this might actually have a shot of working out. I can't believe Morgan just wandered off with a sandwich. Hey, bring that back. Well, Morgan approval. That's very big. I seem to be getting that from all angles today. Just had a moment with your ex. Did you? Yeah. She's uh. She can be a little overprotective sometimes how did chuck know that she was being protective i guess he only assumes because she is his handler that she would say something protective about chuck i guess but speaking of exes um i was thinking maybe uh we could go to that party thing at aries tonight you know what trust me it's a bad plan look sooner or later he's gonna find out about me and i'd rather just make the peace now charming handsome and brave you know that's a combination i'm not used to yeah it's a little little new for me too so chuck has made a date with lou they're gonna go to her ex-boyfriend's club and chuck's kind of bummed out because he's already lying to his new girlfriend yeah the spy business tends to make you do that We're only on our second official date and already I'm lying to her. Relax. It's dating in L.A. Everyone lies. We're going to be tapped into the club surveillance feed. All we need is the audio. This has an RK7 mini mic that works up to 20 feet. I want you to keep it as close to Stavros as possible. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me with this? I can't wear this. This looks ridiculous. The alternative is we join you on your date. Fine. How cool is that little flying V guitar pin? I don't know what Chuck is complaining about. That thing is awesome. Earwig. It never stops with you people, does it? Did you forget something, Romeo? Oh, of course. Let me guess. This is equipped with some kind of microscopic infrared tracking device that determines her mother's communist affiliations? No, idiot. So you can get laid. Wow, Sarah looked uh, uncomfortable at that proposal. Now let's cut to the club and we get to hear some awesome music called Let's Get Crackin' by the D-Town All-Stars. Usually, I'm sorry, I usually get more respect at the door. You know, I, I come here a lot. Normally, he's here on Monday, on Monday nights, and then and then uh, Tuesdays at Hyde. And I'm on the circuit, you know, I do my things. I can't hear a word that you're saying. <laughs> what is that? I love this song. Do you want to dance? I, no, I normally, uh, I normally require some social lubricant before entering a dance floor. Hello, sweetheart. Stavros. Uh, this is Chuck. Chuck Stavros. Hi. Cool pin. 
I wore mine, but I left it in the 80s. <laughs> I kept mine. What's people's deal with this cool pin, man? I want a guitar pin. Where are you going? Please let me buy your new friend a drink. No, thanks. Um, have the drink, Chuck. Yeah, maybe, maybe just one. Good. VIP on me. Well, Lou didn't look too happy about that, Chuck, but uh, it's for the good of the mission, guys. Now let's cut to the buy more, and Morgan and Anna are playing some Call of Duty. <laughs> Way to own the noobs, Morgan. Use your deep impact perk. Don't, don't backseat perk me. I, I know when to use my perks. I have to tell you, Morgan, I think you're one of the best Call of Duty board players in the store. Really? You know, I, I heard what you said to Jeff. I, I think that you should not fight it anymore, you know, just sort of um, succumb to your desire, you know. Just... Morgan, what are you doing? I thought you wanted me. Because I said I prefer you to Jeff? I take Lester over Jeff doesn't mean I'm into that loser. But you take me over Lester, right? Okay, listen, can you keep this between me and you, please? You know, don't, don't, don't tell anybody. Oh, Morgan. Now let's cut back to the club. And this cracks me up because, you know, I'm familiar with the music now of Tim Jones. And just like in Chuck versus the Sizzling Shrimp, remember they went to that club and shot it up. There was a big gunfight or whatever. And Tim Jones's music was playing <laughs> in that club and everyone's dancing to it. Now cut to tonight in this club. And everyone's jamming out to some more Tim Jones. And it's the same song. That's it. It's ten years in Oak. Are you tasted, Jack? <coughs> Chuck. And, uh, yes, I think I did. I think I did taste it. Although that, that also could have been... Uh, piece of my liver. <laughs> I love this guy. He's a charmer. Hey, you. Hey. Hi. Can I get you something? Anything? Can I get some more wine? Oh, don't do that, Jack. You don't want to give him her bad side. Fiery Italian. Stavros. What? You think I'm going to tell you about the trip to Mykonos where you threw a lamp at my head? Still have the scar. I thought. I thought you said she threw it at your head. She did. The scar is from the makeup sex. She's a tiger. Get on with it, Chuck. Um, so Stavros, uh, you're in the uh, you're in the club game. Don't worry about it. You seem nervous. I'm, Relax. I'm not. Ooh, you got a small neck, huh? Thank you very much. It's like a chicken. He does have a small neck. <laughs> I love when uh, Casey says he does have a small neck. Maybe I should go in. Same bit with you, huh? What's that supposed to mean? You need me to spell it out? Right. F off with the guys you work with. First Bryce, now our boy Chuck. Bryce was a mistake, and I haven't fallen for Chuck. <laughs> yeah, whatever you say. I love what Casey's insinuating here, and then he's like, just so we're clear, I'm not interested. <laughs> the look on Sarah's face is hilarious. And just so we're clear, sister, not interested. Have you ever snapped a chicken snake, Chuck? Can't say that I have. It's much easier than you would think. That's it, I'm going in. Hey, no. Hey, Walker! Chuck? Isn't that your ex-girlfriend? 
Yes, it is. Yes. Sorry. Uh, she's having a hard time letting go. It's happened to me before. A lot, actually. I don't... You know, I better go talk to her. I'll be right back. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. Hey, what are you doing here? I wanted to make sure you're okay. I'm on a... I'm on a date, okay? Just... You're ruining it right now. I'm fine. I'm fine. Just... Just go. Okay, fine. But your girlfriend is leaving. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Hey, where are you going? You spent the entire night either with my ex or yours. This date is over, okay? I'm out of here. Lou, wait. Excuse me. No, no. Lou. Don't, don't, don't go. Don't go. Don't go. Way to go, Chuck. You blew it. And just when you think things couldn't get worse, Chuck flashes. Stavros' father, Gary, just walked in. I got it. He's heading toward his son. Get the mic closer. I need to hear what they're saying. And I love it. Uh, Stavros' father is played by an actor named John Kapalos. And you'll recognize this guy from so many movies. He was in The Breakfast Club. He was in Weird Science. He was in Roxanne. And he's been in so many TV shows. I'm telling you, he's just got one of those faces where you're like, I know him from somewhere. Chuck, get over there now. I beg your pardon. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Excuse me. I, to... I was ju- I literally was just in there like two seconds ago. Okay, Chuck, this is it. Get the mic closer. <sighs> okay, you know what? I, I probably I was over there, so I'm gonna. Pretty clever the way Chuck uh, planted his bug on their tray of drinks. Very smart thinking there, Chuck. Tomorrow afternoon's time, Pedro. The package is time sensitive, so if it expires, we are all dead. Gotcha. So they got the intel they needed on the package, and Chuck goes chasing after Lou. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Lou, wait! Wait, 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 wait! Great, great! And then Sarah and Casey drive up to let Chuck know that it was mission accomplished. Nice work, Chuck. We know when and where the package is coming. Mission accomplished. How was the date? Is it me or does our government never want me to have sex again? Now, cut to the buy more the next day, and Chuck is desperately trying to get a hold of Lou to apologize, and it's just not working. She's not answering. Charles Bartowski's second message. Look, I totally screwed up, okay? I'm more than comfortable blaming it on the alcohol or global warming or my obscure allergies to neon. But, but hey, hopefully I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Damn it, you made me give her a bye-bye. She won't talk to you? You want us to cut her power? Smoke her out? Wow, that's very romantic. Why don't you just club her over the head and drag her out by a foot? Uh-huh. Look, I'll handle this one without the NSA. Thank you. Yeah, you did a good job last night. We're going down to the docks in a few hours to intercept the package. You need me to go? Yeah, you know, if the crap hits the fan, we could use your chicken neck. I love how Chuck grabs his neck like, chicken neck. Now here's Morgan wondering if Chuck has heard anything about his pass at Anna last night. Chuck, Chuck, what'd you hear about last night? Don't hold back. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I made a move on Anna, and she shot me down, so I... What, 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 Anna? Anna, really? I didn't know you liked Anna. Well, what's like got to do with it? I figured you have a girl, I should have a girl, too. Uh, occasionally... On planet Earth, men will consider their feelings for a woman before jumping atop them. I guess she's kind of cute and a freaky little 
tigerish kind of way, you know? That's not my problem, dude. Okay, what if she tells everyone? I was just starting to get some street cred around here. Anna is very cool. I'm sure that your rep is very secure, S.A. <laughs> I love how they immediately hear them laughing in the background, and Morgan's like, oh, no, they know. Ugh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> no, they're talking about me. You see this? I'm ruined, dude. Okay, you got me. <laughs> Yeah, fun time at my expense. Look, I tried to kiss Anna. She dissed me, all right? I feel like a fool. Are you happy now? Morgan, we were laughing about Chuck getting dumped by the deli girl after he dumped the wiener girl. Kind of poetic. You tried to kiss Anna? Why? I love the way Lester goes, why? (laughs) Dude, how could you? I got dibs on Anna. I'm right here, you disgusting pig. Now Chuck is once again leaving another voicemail for Lou. And Sarah approaches, and I think he leaves another bye-bye message. I realize that this is uh, dangerous and close to bordering on stalker status. But, uh, look, I, I, I don't really care about that. Look, maybe, maybe, you're, maybe you're calling me right now. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I should hang up and just give you the chance to... to... Okay, okay, um, so, uh, you know, if you, if you get a sec, you can, you can call me back. Okay, bye-bye. Won't call you back? I, uh, yeah, I think her voicemail's broken. It's very, very common. I wanted to apologize for last night. I suppose I jumped the gun a little, and I didn't mean to interfere with your date. Yeah, not sure it qualifies as a date when you're bugged with CIA microphones and infiltrating an arms importer, but hey, I'm new with this. <laughs> Well, it's hard to have a real relationship in this line of work. Apparently, it's hard to have a fake one as well. Well, if it's any consolation, I never felt like our time together was work. Well, that was nice of Sarah to apologize for all that and tell Chuck that she understands and all that kind of stuff. And she even helps him out here by telling Chuck what Lou's favorite flowers are. Oh, uh, Gerber daisies. Lou's favorite. How do you know that? CIA. I had them check flower deliveries to her addresses from the last five years. Now cut to Lou's sandwich shop, and man, that place is hopping. Look at all the people in there wanting to get their meats and their cheeses and their sandwiches. It's crazy. But you know what? Chuck's going to have to take a number. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. Beg your pardon. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, Luke. Can I talk to you just one second? One second. I'm busy. Uh, who had the power of prosciutto? There you go. Twenty-seven. You want to talk? Get a number like everybody else. You got twenty-eight. 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 Who's holding twenty-nine? Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. Now cut to the docks, and Casey and Sarah are leading a raid on the storage container, hoping to find what the package is. Now, Chuck's been waiting for a long time, and I've had to do this before when I'm going to the DMV or something. You have to take a number. It's the worst. Well, Chuck finally gets his number called. 44. Who's holding 44? 44. 44. I have 44. Yes, 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 yes. Please, I'd like to speak to Lou, please. Well, buddy, it looks like you're going to have to take another number. 45! Who's got 45? Now, cut back to the docks, and uh, Sarah and Casey are waiting for them to open the package, 
and they still have no idea what's in there. But I'm pretty sure they know it's dangerous based on the nuclear symbol on the outside. You sure that's a good idea? Well, why not? Bomb in there, we're all going to go. Might as well enjoy a last smoke. It's all clear. Agent Casey, you better take a look at this. So there's nothing inside but a camera. What's going on here? Now let's cut back to Lou's sandwich shop and maybe Chuck will finally get his number called. 96? Anybody got 96? I just wanted to apologize about last night and explain... I'm working. You want a sandwich? Ooh, a challenge. I'm pretty sure Chuck's up for this. He knows his sandwiches. Yeah. I'll take a sandwich. Great. What do you have? You guys carry wheat bread? We do. Why don't you grab a couple slices of that? Now toss them and grab the seedless rye. And while you're at it, grab some pastrami. End cut. None of that lean crap. A man with high cholesterol. Sexy. Is that it? Oh, I'm just getting warmed up. Coleslaw. On the side? On the top. Lather it on. Swiss? Munster. Is that it? Well, after you shut it down and grill it, this is a hot sandwich, sweetheart, in the Reuben family. Wow, sounds nice. Although I'm not really a fan of coleslaw. These are for you. They were alive at one point. Grouper daisies, they're my favorite. I'm really sorry if I acted like a jerk last night. I was really nervous. Shut up, Chuck. He had me at pastrami. I love that moment. He had me at pastrami. There's nothing like a good Jerry Maguire joke. Now cut back to the docks and we see that Stavros and his dad are watching the camera footage of Casey and Sarah and Casey smashing the camera. And so they're now wondering who the hell these people are. Who are these people? How did they find out about the shipment? I have no idea. If anything goes wrong with this shipment, we are dead. Katalaveni Stavro, these people will kill us. What the hell is coming in that's so important, eh? I don't know. And I don't want to know. Our job is to make the delivery, not ask questions. Will you find out who this belongs to? Bring him to me. What the crap? Where'd he get Chuck's pen? So now Stavros knows that Chuck's involved because he has his Flying V guitar pin that's awesome. Now let's cut to Chuck. He's laying in bed with a smile on his face. He seems very happy. Maybe something happened to him involving Lou. I don't know. Let's just kind of put two and two together here, people. Morning, handsome. Nice work last night. Hey, lover boy. Ah! Has that mirror suffered enough already? I love how Chuck is talking to himself. He's like, hey, handsome. And then Casey and Sarah are standing right there, and it startles him. It's great. I'm in the bathroom, okay? Is there nothing sacred to you people? Just the right to bear arms. You two look terrible. We were up all night explaining to our bosses why we raided a cargo freighter filled with nothing but air and a surveillance camera. The tip you gave us was compromised. 
someone set us up. I think it was your sandwich maker. So now they suspect Lou of notifying Stavros about them going to the container. And Chuck is just having none of this. It's his new girlfriend. I mean, come on. It's love, right? Are you kidding me, Lou? Please, come on. You guys don't want me to date for national security reasons? Fine, just say that. But I think this is a little pathetic. And quite frankly, beneath you, Sarah. But they may have some proof. A picture of Lou and Stavros exchanging money. Doesn't look good, Chuck. This was taken at the docks after your date. I'm sure she has a perfectly reasonable explanation for this. Good. Can't wait to hear it. Keep it. We have plenty more. Ooh, ouch, Sarah. Now cut back to the Bymore and Jeff and Lester giving Morgan a hard time, telling them everyone knows that Morgan made a pass at Anna and... <laughs> and he's gaining some notoriety. Everyone in the mall is talking about you trying to hook up with Anna. Dude, the guys at the Sbarro even named a pizza after you. No sauce, no toppings, nothing but pure cheese. It's called the loser. Mm, let's grab a slice. I'm ruined. Oh, and it looks like Anna feels genuinely bad for Morgan. So now Chuck, Sarah, and Casey are going to intercept a meeting between Stavros and Lou, and they're going to try to get to the bottom of this. Okay, Chuck, our intel says Lou should be meeting Stavros behind the club. You guys are being paranoid. There's no way Lou's showing up here. Now you're mic'd. Great. Great, thanks a lot. And what will the sandwich police be doing on this stakeout? Here we go, we got company. Believe us now? No, as a matter of fact, I don't. Hey, Chuck, wait. No, damn it, I'm going after They have us on tape. They recognize either one of us who blow the whole operation. So unfortunately, Chuck does see Lou show up there at the club, and he can't take it. He's got to follow her and see what's going on. Thank you, Stavros. Oh, my pleasure. So your friend Chuck, where'd you meet him? He works at the Biomore across from the deli. I took my phone in to get fixed. Why? Just hmm. seems like a great guy. I'll be back with the rest. Well, it looks like uh, Stavros is dropping some things off for Lou that she exchanged money for in the pictures. And now Stavros is asking way too many questions about Chuck, too. It's time for Chuck to surprise Lou and get to the bottom of this. Well, hello, Lou. If that is, in fact, your real name. Chuck, what are you doing here? I think the question is, what are you doing here? None of your business. Were you following me? Have you been spying on me? Hold on a second. Don't, 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 don't try and turn this around on me, okay? I'm not the one, I'm not the one smuggling, you know, what is this? What is this illegal, illegal things with my boyfriend? Is that, what, what, what is that? Portuguese cured sopracetto? What'd you think was gonna be in there? I, uh, I didn't, I didn't quite. No, I just saw you with Stavros and I suspected the worst. Right, well, congratulations, Chuck. Your suspicions have been confirmed. I'm a smuggler. Ooh. Shh, you should probably keep that down. Someone will hear you, okay? I know it's illegal. There's no additives or preservatives in it. It takes 10 days to clear customs, and by then, it's gone bad, okay? Don't get me started on that FDA crap. So, we know Lou's not really involved in what Stavros is up to, but he does smuggle salami into the country for her. 
Chuck doesn't want Lou to get in trouble about the smuggling, and he knows Casey and Sarah are listening, so he throws his spy watch into a cup of coffee, and they lose the signal. So then Sarah immediately wants to go check on Chuck, and Casey thinks she's being overprotective. I can't hear anything. I'm going in. No, no, no. Give him a minute. You can't go in every time he breaks a Just nail. cover the front. Sorry, Lou. I made a really big mistake. Looks like I did, too. So Lou's really pissed at Chuck now, and he's probably not going to be able to fix it. And then Sarah shows up to ask Chuck if everything's okay, and everything's not okay because Stavros is watching the whole thing. Hey, what happened? I blew it. Again. Yes, you did, Chuck. You most definitely blew it. So cut to Sarah and Chuck in Stavros's trunk, and Chuck is wondering why she bothered to come in. He had it all under control. Why did you come in? I had the situation entirely under control. Yeah, I can see that. Casey has lost their signal, and he's looking for him. And now Chuck wants to know, is there any kind of plan how they're going to get out of this situation? So I assume you have a plan to get us out of this mess. Right now, Casey's tracking your GPS device and your watch. The SWAT team will be here any minute. Yeah, about the watch. No! Oh, Chuck threw it in coffee! Idiot. Lou was incriminating herself, and I didn't want her getting into trouble. Always the romantic, huh, Chuck? Jealous? It was foolish. Do you really think the CIA is interested in a deli meat smuggler? Well, excuse me if I'm not Mr. Perfect Spy. We can't all be Bryce Larkin, now can we? Who's oh, jealous now? Me jealous of you and Bryce? Never. Said everything you want to say? More or less. Good. Now shut up, you're sucking up all the air. While Chuck and Sarah really aren't getting along right now, are they? <laughs> now let's cut to Morgan in the home theater room where he likes to hang out by himself and watch TV. Sorry I jammed my tongue down your throat. No worries, Morgan. Look at the lone wolf, man. A lone wolf does it right, you know? Just jumps around from mate to mate, never settles down. This way, never gets hurt. Maybe. But lone wolves are also lonely. Now cut to Lou's sandwich shop and Casey is there to question Lou. And he's acting like he's part of the FDA, but really he wants to find some kind of lead on where Chuck and Sarah are. Food and Drug Administration. How can I help you? We know about the illegal meats you've been importing, miss. FDA's been running a task force against the Demetrios family for the last few months. You're going down for 10 to 20 in a federal pen. For salami? For guns. Guns. The Demetrios family's been shipping guns into L.A., which means, technically, we can nail you for aiding and abetting terrorists. Or you can help us. Uh, what would I have to do? Give me the dock number where you're receiving your shipments from Stavros. <sighs> dock 14 be the Northwest Pier. Thanks. By the way, miss, your pastrami's delicious. Well, that was easy. Now Casey knows where the dock is, and he can go and rescue Chuck and Sarah. Time is of the essence, so I will cut to the chase. We have a very important delivery that is about to be picked up. We need to know who else knows about it. Okay, 
talk, I'll talk. I love how he just squeezes the drill a couple of times and Chuck's like, I'll talk, I'll talk. <laughs> we know all about the imported salami. And, 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 and we're cool with it, man. The, the real crime is that it's illegal to begin with. Honestly, there's no need for torture, Yari. <laughs> Mr. Bartowski, I'm not going to torture you. Great. Great, we're on the same page. This is a cool moment where Chuck not only flashes on one henchman, he flashes on the other henchman, and he uses the information to help them kind of get out of this situation. I'm going to torture her. No, 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 no. We're not on the same page anymore, Yari. We're not even in the same chapter. No, no, please don't. You, 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 you killed the whole family outside of Yerva. You stole their heirlooms and you sold all of them on the Russian black market except for that watch. How you know that? Your name is Vladimir Snell. Last year, you were paid $40,000 to kill a man named Leo Koloff. You told me we were paid plenty. Why? you will say anything to get out of trouble. He knows about everyone. He knows everything. And you owe me money. Well, that's the start. So, if you will kindly tell me who else knows about our shipment. But hold everything. The package is there. And it's on a timer, guys. The package is here. Birth 19. Got five minutes till it expires, sir. All right, let's go. We'll just have to kill them. There's a weapon in the shipment. I think it's some kind of some kind of chemical bomb. We have to get to it before it blows. We know the thing in the container is about to expire, and now they're going to kill Chuck and Sarah. But luckily, Casey's there to save the day. And you know what? Sarah could have handled herself anyway. Going anywhere in your life, Bob. Do you know how to defuse a bomb? Do you have an intersect in your head? I didn't think so. Hey, Chuck, wait! Of course, Chuck's not going to listen to you, Sarah. Now cut to the shootout, and Casey's dropping dudes left and right. It's pretty much a battle royale. It's pretty awesome. And then backup arrives. Finally, Casey gets the drop on Yari, Stavros's dad, and he tells him to freeze, but then a sniper takes him out. Something tells me they didn't want this guy to talk. It's over, Yari. Drop the weapon. Okay. You got me. It's Tommy. We have a problem. The package has been intercepted. We're going to have to clean things up. Who the hell's this Tommy guy? So Sarah and Chuck arrive at the container and they immediately begin opening it. Here, help me out. So they get the container open and there's some kind of giant capsule inside, and there's only about a minute left on the timer. Okay, 
So Sarah starts dismantling the timer, hoping maybe she can defuse the supposed bomb. And Chuck is just trying to flash on something, but, you know, he can't make it flash on command. So that's not helping. Flash. Show me how to do this. Did you flash? No, nothing. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, baby. Don't fail me now. Come on. Okay, Chuck, that's enough. Run. I'm going to try and stay defuse it. No, I'm not leaving you here. Go. That is an order. No. Sarah wants Chuck to leave because she needs to protect the asset, but he's not going anywhere without Sarah. And, you know, Chuck's a stubborn guy. There's nothing she could do to get rid of him. Not even pull a gun on him. I said go. Oh, I see. So you're going to shoot me to prevent me from being blown up? That's a great plan. Why are you so stubborn? Actually, I consider this a rare moment of courage. I don't know where it's coming from. I guess you just bring out the worst in me. And you and me. And here's the moment, guys. There's only 10 seconds left on the timer. The music builds. In this moment, Sarah believes she's about to die. Chuck believes he's about to die. And they do the only thing that they possibly can do. It was nice knowing you. And it's then that Sarah and Chuck kiss. And boy, what a kiss! I mean, I know they've, like, kissed and pecked before this, but this is, like, a real kiss with, like, a real feeling behind it. And you can see that. And then something funny happens. No bomb. Nothing blew up. And they're still there. And all of a sudden, it's pretty awkward. <laughs> well, the good news is we're alive. And the bad news is that this is kind of... An uncomfortable moment right now. It's completely comfortable on my end. Just saying. Now let's come back to Lou's shop. And once again, the song My Absent Will by Meredith Bragg is playing. And Chuck is there and he has a few things he needs to tell her. And you know what? He knows it's not going to work out. It's just, you can't date when you have the life he has. I, I know that you are so sick of hearing this, but I'm really sorry if I've acted like a jerk. Chuck, I know who you really work for. That you're an undercover agent. How do you... That guy Casey from the Food and Drug Administration came to see me, explained that you were an informant. Right. My cover has been blown. I'm an agent for the FDA. Can I ask you a question this whole time did you ever really like me honestly yeah let's try that for the first time since we met lou you are everything that i'm looking for i just can't look right now well thank you for being honest the next time my phone breaks, I'm going to the large mart. Oh, that that <laughs> hurts. And the next time that you're hungry? No, 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 no. Take it to the Wienerlicious. I'm really going to miss the Chuck Bartowski. So am I. Hey, Lou. Yeah. I'm sorry. Don't be. Secret agent or not, that was the best kiss I've had in a long time. But right now, Chuck's thinking of a different kiss. Now cut back to the buy more at the nerd her desk, and I love this moment. It cracks me up every time. We know that 
Morgan and Anna have hit it off and they've been making out and here's Morgan standing in front of the nerd herd desk and Anna comes by. <laughs> oh God, it's so funny. Hey Morgan, can I borrow a pen? <laughs> it's so wet. Ridiculous. <laughs> whipped? <laughs> oh, they're so whipped. He all he did was hand her a pen. Oh yeah, I got a girlfriend now, Chuck. <laughs> Anna? She couldn't resist my animal magnetism. Ah, I almost feel bad for the kid. She never stood a chance, you know? Anyway. Hey, you and Lou, this Friday we'll double date. Lou and I broke up. What? You're a free man? Oh, no. There's times where Morgan really needs to stop and think about what he's doing before he does it. But he wouldn't be Morgan if he did that, would he? Anna! Hey, listen, it's, uh, it's Morgan. It's over. We had a good run, but uh, Lone Wolf has to run free. Okay. Chuck and Morgan train is on track. <laughs> yeah, not really, though, because uh, I'm going to get back together with Sarah, I think. You couldn't say this 10 seconds ago, huh? Anna? Honey? Sweetie? You gotta go. Something tells me that Morgan's screwed. <laughs> now cut to a warehouse and... They're trying to get this capsule thing open. They know now it's not a bomb. What could it possibly be and what could be inside? And by the way, I love this music by Tim Jones. Whoever shot Yari was here to pick up this package. Someone who didn't want Yari to talk. clear looks mean but it's non-lethal that timer wasn't a fuse it was measuring an oxygen supply so cut to chuck and he's now calling sarah and he wants to talk to her about everything that transpired this is sarah please leave a message hi it's chuck of course it's me it's it's me it's chuck Look, I, I, I was just wondering if you want to go out on a date tonight. And by date, I mean no GPS and no mics and no chaperones. It would just be us. Oh, my God, Bryce. Didn't I kill him? The capsule opens and we see that it's Bryce Larkin inside. Holy crap. We even see that he takes a breath, so he's alive. Meanwhile, poor sad sack Chuck, he's still talking on the phone about them dating and going to Sabaros, and he has no idea what the heck is really going on right now. I'm thinking maybe we could head up Sparrow. They just named a new pizza after Morgan, and, uh, you know, I kind of wanted to support him. So, okay. Bye. Wow, what an ending there. Sarah kisses Chuck when she realizes the timer's counting down and they're about to die. Bryce is still alive. And here Chuck is at the Buy More on the phone talking to Sarah, leaving a voicemail for Sarah, basically telling her, hey, let's move forward with this. I realize now you do have feelings for me. I have feelings for you. We could go on a real date. And he has no idea that 
the guy who sent him the intersect, who he thought for so many years was his arch nemesis, who ruined his life, who then turned out to have actually been saving him from the life in the CIA, who was also a lover of Sarah's, is alive. So that's a lot of stuff to think about going into the next episode. This was a really great episode with cool stakes involved, and um, it's why I love Chuck. We've got the funny comedy of the Bymore. We've got the the shootouts and the feelings between Chuck and Sarah and the quips by Casey. This is like an example of why Chuck is such a great show. And I can't wait to talk more about Chuck with you on the next episode, Season 1, Episode 10, Chuck versus the Nemesis. One thing before we go is I wanted to remind you, you could go to chuckpodcast.blogspot.com there you could check out the blog posts that I write for each episode you can download uh, previous episodes you can also send me feedback at nimpodcast at gmail.com or you can send me a voicemail at 1206-309-4729 and I'll play it on the show and uh, hell if you don't want it to be played on the show just talk to me that's fine too but also, please go to iTunes and review the show and rate it, and that'll help the show out. I want other Chuck fans to be able to find the show. People who are just now discovering Chuck on Netflix to uh, have a cool po- to have a podcast to listen to if they want to listen to this podcast. But guys, most of all, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, I love doing this show, and it's so cool rewatching episodes with you. So let's do it again next time with Season 1, Episode 10, Chuck versus the Nemesis. I can't wait, because now we know Sarah has feelings for Chuck. Chuck has feelings for Sarah. We knew that anyway. Bryce is alive. What more could happen? Will Anna take back Morgan, because he's such a jackass? I can't wait to find out all these things and more. Until then, guys, see you next time. Anna? Honey? Sweetie? Gotta go. Now this is podcasting. Casting.